friends. Welcome back to this week's episode of Hustle Culture Dropout. I am your host, Chastity Campbell, and I am excited to be back with you guys this week. It feels great to um, just be back on a regular, consistent basis with the podcast and just being back on social media and catching up with people after just the craziness of the holidays and sort of everybody is doing their own thing. And it's great. It's super great to be with your family and to be celebrating and taking part like in all of the traditions that we do during the holidays. But there is definitely something to be said for getting back into the routine of things. And one of those things for me personally is just like reconnecting with people that have just been busy doing their own thing every every week throughout the holidays. And so I am excited to be back. And so I'm excited to start this week off with some information that I gathered from you guys last week for anybody that is following me on social media. I put a poll up in my stories, a couple different polls, and then I actually sent out a survey to my email list because one of the things I wanted to do this year was I really, really want to be intentional with the type of content I'm creating. And I felt like last year was this year of discovery for me in terms of my business and like finding these new ways that I could connect with people and with my audience and kind of grow this community. And one of the ways obviously that I wanted to do that was by launching this podcast and by really focusing on a genuine connection with all of you. And so whenever you're in the planning parts of of things and you're in the launching part of a business, you can get very, very sidetracked and overwhelmed by just logistical stuff. You know, like starting a podcast isn't about just like showing up here and like pressing record. I needed to figure out like how to use a microphone and how to like get lighting for video stuff. And there's just a lot to it. And so when you're going through that process, sometimes it's just about like literally like survive in advance. And so it's hard to just have that like natural, genuine connection and talking about the types of things that I want to talk about or that I want to share with you guys. And so one of the things that I looked at this year doing was I really wanted to hear from all of you. And so I had sent a survey out to my email list and I was so, so surprised by well, I guess I was surprised and then I wasn't surprised. The the overwhelming response that I got from all of you on a couple different things. And one of that was the deep, incredible, burning desire to connect with other people. Like obviously this podcast is primarily geared towards women, towards working women and I think it is something that we are craving so 
desperately. And I think, again, I think that's one of the reasons why starting off a new year and just kind of getting back to the nuts and bolts of life, while it can be very tedious, is also sort of rewarding, especially when you're craving that connection with people. Because outside relationships outside of your family sort of get pushed aside during the holidays. And I think, especially since the pandemic in 2020, just things look different for how we connect with one another. And so that was just a very, I think I knew, I mean, I I have felt it myself. And I think I knew that a lot of my friends and a lot of people that I've connected with have very, very much verbalized the need and the desire to have more in-person connection and meaningful connection and just really spending time with one another. That definitely came through in the survey. And then the other big thing that I heard from literally everybody, and for sure, it is definitely, definitely something that I feel and the entire reason that my focus, you know, while using the podcast and other social platforms is focused on empowering women to learn how to prioritize themselves, to rediscover themselves outside of their societal roles as moms or from their careers or raising kids or being a wife or whatever it is, whatever title society has given you, whatever label you have taken on. And, but what I'm hearing so much of is that I just don't have time. I don't have time to spend doing my hobbies anymore. I love to read, but I don't have time to do that anymore because I'm busy taking my kids to baseball. I'm busy with a brand new baby. I'm busy trying to get ahead in at my corporate job and the demands and the expectations that my boss have in order for me to climb the corporate ladder. And it's very, very interesting to me because this is this podcast episode is definitely probably going to not be a lot of eye-opening information for you guys. And it might be a little bit of tough love because it's definitely taking care of yourself mentally and within like the self-care realm is is so similar to how we prioritize our physical health. And that is something that is so prevalent in our world is just not taking care of ourselves physically and how difficult it is because I don't have time to go to Pilates and I don't have time to learn how to do yoga and I don't have time to go to the gym and I don't have time to go walking for an hour every day. And all of those same, same reasons and excuses come through in your self-care. It comes through in how you take care of your mental health as well. And guys, I'm going to be really, really honest with you. When you want something and when you want it bad enough, you're going to do it. And I know that so many of you want to take care of yourself. You want to reconnect with yourself. You want to have freaking fun. You want to go on a trip with your girlfriends. You want to sit in the coffee shop and not have children crawling all over you. You want to 
you know, go for a walk and not have 13 text messages from people who need things from you. You want to shut your phone off at the end of the night and just spend time with your family and doing things for yourself. And you are going to have to find that time. And you can find that time. It is not that you don't have the time. It's that you're not managing your time well, and you're not prioritizing what you actually want. And so we're going to talk about that today. And I feel like this is already like a super long introduction to what we're actually going to be diving into. And so this is probably going to end up being like a two part episode. So this episode is probably going to be a lot about just why we waste time, how we waste time, and what we can sort of do about it. And then I think next week, I'm going to dive in and focus a lot more on some specific strategies and things that I do personally in my life that I've learned how to do, some different tools, some different techniques, some different resources that I use that will literally give you time back in to your day, your week, your month. So you can stop saying like, oh, if I only had an hour where I could sit down with my friend and have a glass of wine and talk, or I wish that I had, you know, time to go sit at the park alone and read my book. We're going to go forward with the idea that this is going to be a two-part series here. We all have the same 24 hours in a day. And I know some days it feels like you're you're literally trying to like piecemeal together anytime you possibly can to go for a walk or work out. And it ends up taking more effort than we even have the capacity for because we are so exhausted from working, from like not sleeping well, from not eating healthy, from taking care of our families, especially for any of you working out there that are like juggling multiple responsibilities. It all of that just sucks the joy out of every single day. And so when we crawl into bed at night, we're like, screw this. Like I cannot freaking do this again. I cannot wake up day in and day out and continue to feel so unfulfilled, have zero time for myself, have zero connection with my husband or with my friends or with my wife. Like we we run ourselves into the ground so much that we're just so exhausted. Like we can't even think about how we're going to find the time to actually take care of ourselves. And we lay in bed and we're like, I can't, I just can't do it. And then the morning comes and we wake up and we freaking do it all over again. And so we are constantly in motion, but we're never getting anywhere. And the truth is, is that feeling time starved isn't just in your head. There is truly really like valid reasons that are stealing your time. And it's very, very frequently something that you can take control of. Every single thing I'm going to talk about today, you have the ability to control. It is not going to be easy. Just like learning how to, I like right now I'm trying, I'm trying to eat more protein throughout the day and it is 
freaking hard. Like it is hard because I am just not used to number one, even eating breakfast. I don't even normally get hungry until right before lunch. And so it's hard when you're trying to reprogram your brain and you're trying to reframe what you have always thought or what you've always done and how you've always approached living life. It's hard. It So it's easy for us to lean into our excuses and think to ourselves, like, I just don't have the time. But the, the truth is we're wasting time. You are wasting time. I am wasting time every single day. And so you have to make the hard decision of like, do I want to sit in my bed for an hour and a half every night and watch TikTok videos? Or do I want to use that time reading? Do I want to use that time talking to my girlfriend on the phone? Do I want, what do you want to use that time? Do you want to use that time going for a walk? Do you want to use that time stretching? Do you want to use that time just to lie on your couch and watch a show that like makes you laugh until you pee your pants? I guarantee you, you have the time, but you're going to have to find it and you're going to have to reframe what self-care looks like for you and how much time you actually need to devote to that. So we're going to break down the top time wasters that we all do, some of us more than others. I am very, very guilty about doom scrolling. I am very guilty about, because I actually do find pleasure in watching hilarious freaking videos on TikTok. That is sometimes like being on social media is sometimes how I take care of myself because I am sending DMs to my friends who don't live near me. I am learning something. I'm learning how to build my business. I'm learning about different resources that are available. I'm discovering new podcasts. So there are definitely things that bring me joy in social media. But the problem is, is that when you're sitting there and you're doing that for two hours, when there are other things that you also want to do, like read, do yoga, learn how to like really become strong in like my meditation practice, actually physically like put on clothing that, that it looks decent and like go out and participate in the world with other people and connect with them and, and discover things in my community. I also want to do those things. So I have to decide which one do I want to do more? Do I want to spend two hours on a Saturday watching YouTube videos or do I want to like actually get out with some friends and like hang out at some breweries or go to a winery or discover a new restaurant in the area or a new thrift shop and like actually experience things. And I very much am in the second camp. I very much want to do that. And so yet you have to do a little give and take, like you have to make a little sacrifice there. And so sometimes it's hard. Sometimes it's hard to pull yourself away from things that are wasting your time because those things actually also might bring you enjoyment. It seems very easy for me to sit down on the couch and just watch like 17 episodes of Vanderpump Rules. Like, okay, that might bring you joy, but do you really need to watch all 10 seasons in you know, two weekends, 
Probably not. So we're going to break down the top time wasters and we are going to figure out how to actually reclaim some control over our schedule and how we are actually going to buy some of our time back. How are we going to win some of our time back? And we'll break it down further next week into actual time chunks. So you can actually see how much time you can actually save and how that time can be devoted to something else that brings you more joy or that might be more fulfilling for you. So there's actually about four different categories that the biggest time wasters sort of fall into. And these time wasters limits your personal time or your family time, or it limits your time that you want to maybe actually be out experiencing things. And the first one, which I've alluded to already, is digital distractions, social media, scrolling endlessly through Instagram, Facebook, TikTok. It can eat up so much of your time. If you actually go into your phone, I have an iPhone. I don't know what it's like in the weird world of Android users, but I know that there is a way that you can go in and you can set like parameters around how much time you're spending on social media or that can actually like break down like this is where you spent your time this week. And when you go in and look at that, it is very eye opening. And I guarantee you, if you open your phones up right now and you look at how much time you spent last week in different apps on social media and then you can honestly send me a DM and say, yeah, Chas, I, it, it still doesn't make any sense. There's zero chance. There is zero possibility of me finding any time for self-care. I am going to literally call you out because there is time. And social media is a very, very big time suck. Another part of digital distractions is your emails and your notifications, not only like taking time away from you, but actually like taking freaking happiness away from you, like stealing your joy. And that is notifications, constant notifications, and constantly checking your emails. I have gotten to the point where I will check my personal emails. I will check one time and that is in the morning. My business emails, I will still sit and check up like throughout the day, but I will not check them after working hours under no circumstances. And that is something that has just brought me not necessarily more time, although it does because I'm very bad about opening an email, clicking on a link, following a news story, you know, and before I know it, I end up somehow back on TikTok. Like it all ends with TikTok <laughs> again. Like it's like the all roads lead to TikTok. So I really like have high, I've started just opening up those emails first thing in the morning, get it all out of the way. I don't check my emails or I try not to. I shouldn't say I don't because that's an untruth. That's not, it's not a hard line. I should draw a hard line with this. I try to check my emails on my desktop or on my laptop and not on my phone. And I try to do that because 
when I'm doing one task, when I'm when I'm opening an email and I'm reading an email, if I get a text message, I'm now answering that text message. If that text message has a link to a news story, I'm now reading that news story. If that text message has a link to a TikTok video, I'm now freaking back on TikTok. Like again, all roads lead to TikTok. And so I, but I don't do that. Obviously, if I'm on my, if I'm on my laptop, I'm open up, I open up my Gmail. I go through my emails very quickly and I can get out of there a lot quicker than I can if I'm on my phone. So that's one thing, getting constant notifications. I've turned off all notifications except for a handful. And those are literally just things that I really do need to know in real time. But basically, I do not accept notifications on anything else. Again, it's a it's it's not only a time suck, but it's a joy sucker. Because when I get like world news updates and I, it comes up on my phone, I immediately like it just makes me feel like, ugh. Like, it's so depressing. Like, I don't want to like, re like, I'm having a great conversation with a friend. And then I get like, a, like a notification on my phone about like, the election or, you know, whatever is going on in the world, that's just so utterly depressing. And then immediately, it's just like, you feel awful. And so I've turned off those notifications altogether. And those but those are just little constantly checking your emails and responding to notifications. It, it fragments our attention and it disrupts our focus. So again, I only check my emails in the morning. I do not check them at night under any circumstances. I literally had, this was something that was really, really hard for John to start implementing, but because he works in education, he, and you get emails at all hours, you know, parents are, he, he's a principal. And so parents are emailing you at all hours and you have this, you know, you have this incessant feeling that you need to like reach out and you need to respond back to them. And, but it, it also is one of the things that can keep you up at night thinking about it, thinking about the issue, think trying to solve it, trying to figure out how the pieces are going to work together and how things are going to play out. And so I finally convinced John like not to check his emails at night. He actually did a much better job of that when he was an assistant principal before this year when he became a principal. He I think he's I think he's back on it now. I think he's back on the I check my emails, but his role is also different. So his and and he's a first year principal. So anyway, I digress into John and his and his career. So I I will say also one of the things that I'm super proud of him for doing and I wish that I could do and that I do recommend more to other people is that he does not use his Apple Watch anymore. He because there it's too many notifications. Like he's constantly getting Twitter updates. He's con and then you get the update on your watch. So then you pull your phone out and now you're reading all the nonsense on your phone. And so he actually does not wear his Apple Watch anymore. I really only use my Apple Watch to figure out like where I've put my phone. That's pr the primary use of my Apple Watch is or to like track my steps or my exercise because I'm literally like, well, that workout did not count. If I can't get that sucker to sync up with like on the Peloton, I literally will like not even stay on the Peloton because I, I'm like, well, it doesn't count. Like it doesn't count. If my watch doesn't count how many minutes I have worked out, 
it is as if I've done nothing. So I'm, but that is really all I, all I use it for. Games, having games, apps on your phone. Look, I know some people who are like just wildly still into Candy Crush. That can easily become a very, very big time suck if it's not managed. And like I said, getting the news is, you know, one of the the ways that you can just completely end up in a whole rabbit hole of irrelevant information. So anytime that if you find that this is becoming a super big problem with you, like set a timer or look at those numbers on your phone and really figure out, okay, like I spent 30 minutes today on Instagram and like be above and beyond what I need to be on Instagram for, for like my personal business and, and doing like social media marketing. I've now spent an extra 30 minutes on there, but then I'll come home and be like, I really wanted to like walk during my lunch today, but I just didn't have the time. Well, if I wouldn't have sat there scrolling for 30 freaking minutes, I could have gotten my ass up from my desk and did a lap around campus and walked and you know, like that, there you go. You've just bought yourself time. So those are, I think all of us realize that we have struggles and that our kids have struggles with devices and time on social media, but it is definitely one of the biggest ways that you can get your, get your time back. So just mindless browsing. One of the things that I do try to do to get my mindless browsing and like my TikTok scrolling in is that I, one of the things you can do is you can try to have it stack it with something that you're already doing. And so one of the things that I attempt to do was to tell myself, I'm only going to scroll while I'm using the Peloton. But then, you know, I get on the Peloton and my watch doesn't sync up with it. So I'm like, screw this. And you know, that, that didn't work for me. But I do recommend trying to like, if you are like, I'm going to reward myself by allowing myself to play Candy Crush. If, but I'm only going to do that, you know, while I'm waiting for dinner to cook or while the water is boiling for the pasta or something of that nature, you're already doing something, just stack it onto something else and, and call it a day and be good with that. In 2022, there was a survey done, a study done, and it found that women in the U.S. ages 18 to 49 spend an average of 54 minutes per day on social media. 54 minutes per day. So if you think to yourself, I, I wish I had an hour to myself, you do. You're just using it to scroll on social media. That's, that is literally what, what that's all about. So the next sort of, the next sort of blanket of time wasters and things that you can work with to get some time back is productivity mismanagement. And this is procrastination, putting off tasks or starting but constantly stopping leads to an inefficient use of time. And so this week I talked about this on social media. I decided that on Mondays, 
along with my to-do list, I was going to start a to-don't list. And the first, and this is just a list of things that you are not going to do this week. And for me, this week on my to-don't list is procrastination. I have a real, real problem with procrastination. Part of it is that I have ADHD, but part of it also is just like, this is this is something that I've done my entire life. It is a habit, procrastinating it is a habit. I also struggle with perfectionism. And so it becomes very overwhelming to me to think about starting a project or think about doing something that I really need to do. Because if I know that I can't do it and I can't execute it perfectly, then I will, I will put it off. And so one of the ways that I'm battling that is on, I am taking every single day of the week and it's just, it's in my planner and I'm literally, instead of my long running to-do list, I'm taking a couple things from the, from the, the to-do list and I'm putting them, I'm just scheduling them into each day and I'm not be I'm allowing myself grace, but this is allowing me to look at one day and being like, okay, I can do these two tasks and I can mark them off and it is just allowing me to kind of manage my time a little bit better. Multitasking is also another productivity mismanagement issue that we end up having. We're trying to do too many things at once. And that just ends up resulting in a lower quality of work and wasted time switching back and forth between tasks. Plus, as humans, we are actually not designed to multitask. So solo tasking is the way to go. This it, it allows us to completely focus on one task, and then the likelihood of us completing that task is significantly increased. And then you just like feel good about yourself because you're like pat on the back. Like I actually started a task. And I finished it. And why did that happen? Well, because I was focused on only one task. Another time suck is disorganization. Actually being a complete shit show and a dumpster fire in your world, like in your office or in your physical spaces, a cluttered workspace or a disorganized schedule is going to lead you to waste time because you're searching for things that you've lost, you're just reactively ad addressing tasks. And so one of the ways to sort of combat this is, yeah, you got to get, you know, organized, but you really need to think about what works for you. And things don't have to be in like neat little compartments because if your brain doesn't work that way, that that whole method is not going to work for you. But instead of compartmentalizing all of the like clutter that you have all over, like you need to actually look at that shit and you need to actually think like, do I need 47,000 pencils? No. Like, I don't even use pencils and I damn sure don't use the pencils that you've got to like actually like sharpen. And so why do I have, why are these pencils all over my house? I, I, I don't know. So get rid of it. Get rid of it. You're not going to use it. Just get rid of it. You don't need to organize it. You don't need to put it in a cute little freaking upcycled candle jar. No. You need to just get rid of them, donate your crap, sell your stuff on Poshmark or whatever the hell you want to do and get rid of it. You need to embrace 
embrace the minimalism. I am completely obsessed with the idea of creating a capsule wardrobe because it will save me time and it helps with my decision fatigue. Like I don't want to think about what I love like dressing nice. I love to dress up. I like to look good. I like to, I like to buy clothes. I like to have nice things to wear. However, I don't need to have the same shirt in 72 different colors. I have about three colors that I wear and I, I, everything just needs to go together. The idea of a capsule wardrobe is so appealing to me in order to like save that time and eliminate the decision fatigue. And I don't even know how much time I could actually save in the morning if I just had a capsule wardrobe and I'm like, this is what I'm wearing. These two things go together. We're doing it. All right, now let's move on to yoga, which is something that I actually want to do. I don't want to stand in my closet looking at what kind of outfit I can make happen. No. So the idea of a capsule wardrobe, I'm absolutely in love with. I do love the look of stuff. I I also like to buy stuff. It's great, but it doesn't need to be excessive. It it I love the look of it, but living in it, it overwhelms me. And so just think of it that way. Like the more, I mean, the more crap you have, guys, the more time you're spending freaking picking it up or finding a place to put it or going through it every three months to donate it and get rid of it. It it's just, it, I actually really, really try to live by this because it just makes me feel less anxious and, and less cluttered. And I get to like maximize how I actually utilize my time so that I can be more efficient. And that just ultimately leads me to having more time to do the things I want to do. So those are three biggies right there. The next area that we need to focus on is wasting our time uh, with negative energy. How we feel physically and mentally actually has a huge impact on how we do or do not spend our time. So if our goal is to create more time in the week or in the day or in the month for our self-care or our joy-filled activities, literally everything needs to be considered, including the negative energy we care, the excessive worry, the excessive anxiety, dwelling on the problems or negative thoughts, it's going to drain your energy and it's going to make you less likely to engage in enjoyable activities. You need to get a handle on your mental health, therapy, mindfulness practices, gratitude journaling. Like I'm not a huge like journal girly. I love the idea. I'm a huge advocate of it. There definitely are benefits of it. I personally cannot be super consistent with it. However, I do have a planner and in my planner every single day, I just like make a little section on the day, like a little square box on every day. And I literally write like words. I don't even write complete coherent sentences. I just write down like, these are a couple of things that I'm grateful for today. And that might be that I went into the restroom at work and there was actually toilet paper. Great. Like TP in the RR, like toilet paper in the restroom might be what I write in my planner, whatever it is. But it's super, it's super, super important to like have that gratitude because it is going to ground you and it is going to remind you of something that is enjoyable in your life. Comparing yourself and being jealous or envious of other people is a huge 
negative energy monster. Constantly comparing ourselves with others is going to lead in this overall dissatisfaction and this wasted time wishing for everything that you don't have. I tell my kids all of the time and myself and probably anybody else that will listen to me, there is literally always going to be somebody in this world who has more money than you. They are prettier than you. They are smarter than you. They are better at sports than you are. They have a better car than you. They have a bigger home than you. Their vacations are amazing. There is always, always going to be somebody to compare yourself to. All of that is outside of my folk, as outside of my control. I cannot control that the people who live four houses down from me go on vacation every eight weeks and there are these incredible vacations. I can't control that. But what I can control is how I feel about my life. And the focus that I can give is on what I have instead of worrying about what everybody else has or what they're doing. It is just, it's a huge, huge like problem and it can lead to so much dissatisfaction and energy spent worrying about that. The negative aspects of life is going to drain our mood. And all of these things are more in the line of how, how you feel, like how much actual like energy you have at the end of the end of the day, instead of filling you with energy, they deplete you and they suck the joy from your life to where you don't have the motivation to go home and do anything for yourself because you feel crappy. You feel crappy. You have spent the whole day hanging out with people who have just bitched and moaned about their life. And now you feel crappy about your life. So you come home and you're like, well, why would I even bother to connect with this friend that I haven't talked to forever? Because I have nothing to share with them on the phone when I'm talking to them or I'm texting with them. My life is miserable. I don't even want to reach out to them. I don't want to go anywhere tonight because I've spent the entire freaking week being beat down by all of these negative thoughts that I've had. And that takes away your motivation to where now you're just like, mm, I'm just going to sit on the couch and scroll on my phone, or I'm going to close myself off to the world and not enjoy anything. It it's It's an endless cycle. And it is definitely something that we need to control and we need to learn how to control. Your lifestyle choices is another component. This is the fourth component and the last component of what actually can suck away your time. And these lifestyle choices, they are things that you have control over, but sometimes these are things that are sort of harder to manage and, or they might not seem as realistic for us to change, uh, or they can be things that just require us to work a little bit harder or to be a little bit more creative in order for things to be a little more effective for us. One of the things that comes to mind is long commutes, long commutes to work. And you're spending hours stuck in traffic. It takes away from your personal time with your family or other things that you can be doing. And sometimes that can't be helped. It, it really can't. Like sometimes your job is where your job is. And that is just life. But if it's something that is actually really, really causing you tremendous stress and overall unhappiness, it might be time to reconsider like, hmm, is there something I can do that's closer 
to home that will shave off 10 minutes. I mean, 10 minutes one way, that's 20 minutes a day. You can get a 20 minute walk in if you want to. You can get, you know, 20 minutes of reading in. You can get 20 minutes of whatever it is, whatever your hobby is, like five minutes of like standing in your kitchen, singing at the top of your lungs, like some Taylor Swift, whatever that is. That is an example of a lifestyle choice that you have control over, but it might be a little more difficult to actually change. But it is worth looking into if it's going to actually benefit you in the long run and you're going to actually be happier and have more time. Another example of this is sitting and doing sedentary work all day long. So you're sitting for long periods of time. And I know this seems really weird. Like you're like, how is sitting there contributing to me not having enough time to take care of myself? Well, what happens is it leads to health problems. It leaves us feeling drained and we have just less energy. And when we have less energy, we do not make the time to have fun. I mean, have you ever noticed that when you spend day in and day out on the couch or sitting at your desk without taking breaks, how miserable you actually end up feeling and how little energy you have to put back into yourself? It definitely can impact like how much time you're actually willing to put into yourself and invest in yourself. Another example of this is just having unhealthy habits overall, poor sleep quality, unhealthy eating, lack of exercise it can negatively impact your energy level and your enjoyment of life. I have had sleeping difficulties my whole life. And I finally, in the last probably like nine to 12 months, have been able to come up with like a pretty rock solid like sleep routine and like nighttime routine. And I joke with my girlfriends when I travel with them that I have like a 27 step nighttime routine. And for me, I find joy in that. Like not everybody needs to do that. I am not advocating for this like excessive, overly complicated nighttime routine. I'm just telling you, find something that works for you and make sleep a priority because I can guarantee you are not going to wake up after only sleeping for an hour and a half and want to put any sort of energy into yourself because you're going to, all your energy is going to be sucked out of you by the world, by your job, by your children, by your friends, by your partner. And you're not going to have any leftover because you didn't even go into that day with an excessive amount to begin with because you freaking only slept for an hour and a half. Definitely making sure that you have healthy sleep habits, healthy diet, all of these things are going to make you feel energized and better about just about yourself. Over committing to things, saying yes to all of the things that you don't want to say yes to can leave us feeling overwhelmed and with very, very little time for ourselves. One of the big things that's really hard for us as women is that we overcommit because we think it's for a good cause. Like we think, oh gosh, it's like, it's, you know, I need, I need to volunteer and be the room mom in my kid's classroom, or I need to volunteer in the cafeteria or in the library. I need to just commit to every opportunity that presents itself to me. I need to organize the meals for a friend who's having a difficult time. And we think that because these are worthy causes, they are worthy of our time. And they are, but not all at once. You cannot take on 
three, two, even one extra thing in your week, in your life, if you are already doing all of these other things. And it is a season of life that you are in when you are so busy that you don't have time to volunteer. That's okay. It doesn't make you a bad person. You're still an incredibly giving, wonderful, generous, selfless person if you don't volunteer. It just might be a season of your life where you cannot say yes to all of the things. You're going to have plenty of time on your hands at some point, okay? Trust me, you're going to have the time. You just need to get there. So there you have it. This actually ended up being a lot longer than I thought it was going to be. But I think you can tell I do feel pretty passionate about this idea that we are so busy that we just can't find time for ourselves. Like, guys, none of us is really any more busy than the next person. Beyonce has 24 hours in a day. And I understand like, oh, she's got help and she's paying for help to do all of the things. There is a way. There is a way. And buying back your time or finding the time to invest in yourself is literally going to be the biggest, most impactful thing that you can do for your health, investing in your own mental health, finding the time to take care of yourself. And by identifying your own biggest time wasters and implementing strategies to overcome them, you are going to be able to reclaim valuable hours for yourself, for your family, for like having experiences, traveling, doing the things that you want to do. And so we are going to talk next week about different techniques and different resources that is going to help you prioritize tasks, schedule time for important activities, and um, just really dive into now, now that we know we have these pockets of time, what else can we do? What kind of resources are there that we can actually implement and try to help us overcome like procrastination or perfectionism or making excuses? What are some actual proven techniques and proven methods that are easy to digest and that you can start and you can implement immediately to actually get that actual time back for yourself. And so make sure that next week you tune back in and you follow along. We're going to talk a little bit about this. We're going to continue the conversation over on social media. If you're not on my email list, I'm starting a new a new email newsletter. I hate the word newsletter. I need a better word for newsletter because a newsletter is so fucking boring. But I'm going to send out something weekly and we're going to carry on this conversation. It's going to carry over into my blog. So if you're not on the email list, head to Chastity Campbell Co. Sign up and get on the email list. You can check out my link in bio on Instagram. That's going to take you to get to the email list. It'll be linked up in the show notes here. So you can definitely do that. Make sure 
that you tune in next week. And the biggest way that you can make sure you don't miss the second part of this series is by subscribing to the podcast. I love that I have gotten so many awesome five-star reviews. I love that you guys are reviewing the podcast. You can hit the subscribe button and subscribe and the new episodes are going to pop up into your inbox every single week, wherever you listen to podcasts, Spotify, Apple, iHeartRadio, wherever that is, Google Podcasts. Uh, I am there. So make sure you subscribe. I will see you guys next week. I hope you have a great, great week. Always, always cheering for you guys.